It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast, featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at DynastyPodcast.com. This week, Justin Sinkovich of Epitonic for the Chicago Deep Freeze Festival. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black here at Columbia College. I'm here with Justin Sinkovich, who is an instructor here, but also very deeply involved in the Chicago music scene. Uh, we're going to be talking about a project you have coming up here in Chicago. How are you doing? Great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's good to talk to you on the podcast. We just did a podcast in your class a couple weeks ago that hasn't posted online yet. But, uh, but today we are going to be talking about the Epitonic Chicago Deep Freeze Festival. And this is a live music festival that you put together. It's great. Yeah, correct. I put it, it. I came up with the initial idea, and I guess I'm overseeing it. But I have three other producers and much other help uh, as well. Awesome. So this is happening. It's it's happening across the city. It's kind of a little bit of a like not South by Southwest because it's so different from South by Southwest. It's the middle of winter, but. It is a um, one of these types of events where it's not just happening in one venue. It's spread out, um, like subterranean, double door, and public works gallery, correct? Yeah, exactly. So we took some inspiration from a number of events that are already happening um, and then wanted to do things a little bit differently as well. So we uh, drew a lot of inspiration from South by Southwest, the fact that you can just walk down a, a strip sure. and easily pop into a venue and check out a band and then go to another venue and check out another artist. So we also drew influence from there's a great festival here in in town called Tomorrow Never Knows. Yeah. And that's uh, happening right now or just finished up or last it happened yeah. last week. And you know, so we we'd all, for a couple years I've been wanting to do a music festival and so I um started to, talking to a friend of mine, Mike LeMaestri, and um, we started brainstorming ideas for it. I won't, uh, we wanted to showcase local bands because there's no real festival that I know of that focuses on local bands, or at least the ones that I prefer aesthetically. Um, and then uh, wanted to make it kind of, there's now a lot of festivals in Chicago, as I'm sure all of us locally have yeah. seen. There, it's, just, <laughs> it's just, I mean, every weekend during the summer. You can't drive through any neighborhood north of the loop in right. the summer. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's awesome, but I didn't want to just tack on to that. Right. So what I, I remember from, you know, talking to show promoters and stuff, and in the, in January, the clubs are kind of dormant and bands aren't really touring through town because they don't want to deal with the weather. Right. Um, so it's pretty dormant. And But ticket sales are very strong because people get a little cabin fevery, especially <laughs> this winter, you know. Right. And um, so ticket sales are very strong. So people are looking for stuff to do. So we came up with this idea to showcase the local bands because they don't really have to travel. You know, they're already here. Maybe they're not touring over the winter as well. So the, maybe more of them are in town. We looked at making it as easy as possible so we came up with venues and this was something that Mike did um, he has he works a lot with Subterranean he works a lot with Double Door and so he said hey and, and they both have two stages they have an upstairs and downstairs right. and so he's like how about we use both of these venues for a Friday and Saturday um, and then we can run both 
both upstairs and downstairs, so there's four stages right there, and they're literally a half a block away. And then, so we looked at tacking on one more venue, and the Public Works Gallery uh, is a different type space. It's a gallery space. Again, it's it's all on that same block, right on the six corners of Wicker Park. Super convenient, right off the train, all within a block of each other. But that gallery space is, adds another um, dimension to what we can put in that, so more electronic music, uh, acoustic music, and then also something that came to fruition is <clears throat> I started talking to my very good friends, Brooke Shoemaker um, and Pam Clear, who are heavily involved in the comedy scene here, mm -hmm. and we decided to combine music and comedy, which I'm super excited about. So that's it's a little bit different thing than um, than other what other people are doing, but definitely inspired by some amazing friends and people uh, here in town and and elsewhere. You know, I mean, yeah, I think that everything you just mentioned is really a strong selling point because this is. It's a great alternative to, you know, an event where it's like a street fest in Wrigleyville or Lakeview or Lincoln Park, which is nothing wrong with those kind of events, but there are so many of them. And you're right, in January, and especially bringing in all these local bands, doing it in a neighborhood like Wicker Park, right at Six Corners, it's... It's so convenient. It kind of almost becomes a thing of like, well, why not go to this, you know? Right, exactly. So we made it, you know, it's our first year, so we it, it's very DIY the way we're doing it. We The local bands are bands that, uh, it was also inspired by, you know, Epitonic is a website that's been around doing MP3 and editorial content for years. It's also the 15th anniversary of Epitonic uh, in March, so this is to also celebrate that in a big way. But uh, we've we've been doing these epitonic sake sessions, so these live events where we record artists um, at the awesome sake record store. And as we're doing these events with you know 40, 50, 60 to 100 people, um, I start to realize the power of actually having a web company having a face-to-face -face presence with their audience and just adding a more tactile live event thing. And it was just really fun to do. So, so many of these artists have already done performances for us. I would say a majority of them have already performed for us at Saki. Um, so we just did a really, the music artists. Um, so we just called them up and said, hey, do you want to play? If you're, if you're in town, uh, a majority of people were in town and were able to play. There are a couple that had schedule conflicts and stuff. Uh, and then comedy, same thing. Brooke and Pam have great relationships with amazing comedy uh, comedians and um, just kind of compiled. And everybody was super supportive and like, sure, why not? This sounds really fun. Yeah. And, and that was, and then it was just like kind of putting some details together, which a lot of which I've never done before, and it, here it is, so. Well, you know, like, how much work was this? Because on the one hand, you have, you know, if you talk about festival space, you know, something like a Coachella, South by Southwest, Lollapalooza comes to mind. Obviously, those are put together by teams of people, you know, a year, year and a half in advance. Something like this, where it's a neighborhood thing with, you know, a lot of talent that you're already connected with or that your producers are connected with and it's on a smaller scale, is it still a tremendous amount of work or does it feel like, okay, this is work, but it's, it's fun, it's a labor of love, it's not as stressful? It is... Um sometimes it's easier than I expected and sometimes it's a lot harder. Um it's something I don't have a ton of experience doing where I do have experience in, you know, running a web company or running an editorial site, um, managing a 
an event with a lot of moving parts. Uh, something I didn't have experience with. So we have some, you know, sponsors coming in and stuff like that. So those conversations where I've dealt with sponsors before for the site or in other areas for an event, mm-hmm. a little unclear. Also, there's a lot of moving parts. And for a first-year festival, there's a lot of faith that has to happen. So just, as you can imagine, just for the Double Door and Subterranean to allow us to book their entire weekends sure. and get that cleared simultaneously, and then also, you know, in the gallery space as well, that, uh, you know, that's how they make their living. That's how they pay their rent. So they, luckily they trusted me and they trusted, and Mike was hugely influential because they worked, he's a show promoter and has done so much with them. So he, you know, said, trust, trust us, you know, this is going to be good. Of course, we started bringing some names of bands to the and of comedians to the table and everybody was like, oh, this is going to be really great. Mm-hmm. Then it was kind of squared away. But getting it start, just kind of locked down where it was actually happening, everything is kind of down to the wire here because there was kind of a leap of faith for a lot of people to work with us. So I really, really appreciate that. And uh, so, yeah, between the four, the four producers here, we've all been pretty busy. And the interesting thing is, you know, this isn't just this festival isn't our full-time job, you know, I'm right. It's the, it's the first week of school here at Columbia that <laughs> same week. And, uh, you know, Epitonic keeps me busy. We have a label and management arm and website, uh, and it's a very small company. So, and all those other, um, Brooke and Pam and Mike have tons of other, you know, I know that Brooke is, uh, up to her neck in pilot season, right. uh, she represents a lot of comedians and actors for a company called Principato and Young in um, in Los Angeles. So I know that she's super busy with that, and that's you know that's really in full you know full speed right now. So it's been interesting, and you know I actually had experience doing one other festival, and that was at Touch and Go Records mm-hmm. for the 25th anniversary <laughs> festival. It's, I wasn't super involved in that because I had other responsibilities on the digital distribution and promotion front, but I got to, you know, I was in those meetings and then got to see how much work it was, so I was a little bit prepared, but live events are interesting because you don't know exactly what's going to happen and what's going to go wrong until... Until you're there. Until you're there, right? No, it's it's absolutely... I I did, for a time, I did some local music live events, and I was working with talent that was, you know, absolutely phenomenal talent. I loved doing it. I loved the music that I was able to put on stage. But I did, like, four or five, and I was like, this is exhausting and really stressful. There's all sorts of, like, extenuating circumstances. Are people going to show up? You're dealing with money, all these things. And that was kind of when I started to focus on the podcast more and more because I'm like, this is great. There's no money changing hands. And once you take that out of the equation, it becomes so much easier. But, you know, I mean, like, this this is such a great, I think, undertaking because especially, you know, focusing on all of this local talent, it's a lot of Chicago it's a lot of Chicago indie talent that is being represented here. Um, you know, just some names that people might recognize. Pillars and Tongues, Carbon Tigers, Sons, who I love. Uh, Sons are just great. Uh, mm-hmm. Secret Colors, Wedding Dress, who are associated with Sons, Bloodiest, you know. And it, it, it seems like you guys are kind of like going across the rock genre, you know, just from looking at this list. Is that the case? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to, in a perfect world, be more representative of everyone within our aesthetic. So what's sorely lacking is hip-hop. You know, I'm a huge proponent of the Chicago amazing hip-hop scene. 
but again, you know, I did have to set some limits at a certain point where I you know, had to realize it's not going to be absolutely perfect and exactly what I want. It's not year. Coachella first year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I've looked at things in the way they've started smaller and grown organically. And you look at everything from Pitchfork started somewhat small. It was the Intonation Fest. Yeah, Intonation, yeah. right. So, you know, everything kind of, you build on what you succeed and you tweak things, and so I'm really hoping this happens every year. I'm, you know, I'm positive it will, and I just want to build on it. I, I also want to say, this is a little known history, maybe, mm-hmm. but one thing I was largely inspired by was my Epitonics office used to be back in the original days, olden days, in the... Um, like 2000, 99, 2000, 2001, and for about five years, um, was above the empty bottle. And they had this very small fest called the Polyester Fest, and which many people don't remember or know what that is, but it was a showcase of local bands that stretched just throughout the weekends, just at the mm-hmm. empty bottle. But me being, first of all, in one of those bands, and then that would play it pretty much every year, and then being, having my office right there, I saw how cool it was and how it wasn't super complicated to... Right. Hey, get your friend. This is the, the lineup that's represented here is a community where pretty much everybody kind of knows each other. There's a lot of musicians that are in like mul- multiple ones of those bands, sure. you know. So it's very community oriented, um, and I realized that w- it's just going to be a super fun hangout session, not only for the people that go there, but also the musicians themselves. Well, you know, it's Epitonic Chicago Deep Freeze Festival. It is happening Friday, January 31st through Saturday, February 1st um, in Wicker Park. All the venues are within a block of each other, Subterranean, Double Door, and the Public Works Gallery. Um, where's the best place for people to be able to keep up with this, get tickets, check everything out, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you can just go to uh, epitonic.com. Um, you can, you know, we're Epitonic's on Facebook, of course. We're on Twitter. Um, but the lineup's there. There are links. You can also go to the individual venues, but just so you know, there's a full festival pass that okay. gets you into everything. It's 40 bucks, so it's very reasonable for two nights of, you know, five stages. Sure. And, um, but you can buy individual tickets to Subterranean and Double Door. You have to buy the pass to get into the gallery. But, um, yeah, you can go to those venues or just go to epitonic.com. I dig it. Uh, Justin Sinkovich, the event is the Epitonic Chicago Deep Freeze Festival. And again, Friday the 31st of January, Saturday the 1st of February. All the information at Epitonic, or you can Google Epitonic Chicago Deep Freeze Festival. Uh, Thanks so much for letting us know about everything that's going on with this, man. I can't wait to check it out. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Justin Sinkovich of Epitonic and Chicago Deep Freeze Festival for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.